Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about a Facebook uh, group member question, so you should join the Facebook group. It has a lot of great people talking about interesting topics all the time, and I'm very much more likely to um, do a podcast or a video or a post about something that you ask about if you are in that group and I'm interacting with you all the time. Um, okay, so the, the the actual topic is what if your wife is only fun when she drinks and she only really has sex with you when she drinks and she acts totally different when she doesn't drink? And then, of course, what if she quits drinking? So we will get to that as soon as I tell you to subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was about anxiety in kids and how it's passed down by anxious parents and a uh, hundred and something, 15, 20 more paid episodes, including oral sex on women. So you should always be subscribing to this podcast as well. That is separate from the Facebook group. Those are not the same platform. Okay, so a lot of people have this situation. I'm going to be talking about what if your wife is more fun when she drinks, because as I discussed, most women do not like when a man drinks. Evolutionarily, that's scary. The man is out of control, and he usually can't even perform. So, you know, there's kind of really no upside to a man drinking um, if you look at it from an evolutionary standpoint where women look to men to be safe and um you know, to protect them. Whereas men do not, you know, look to women to be safe and to protect them physically um, at all. So it seems like a lot of upside, quite honestly, if she's a lot of fun. Unless she gets to the point where she's blacking out and throwing up, then that's no fun for anybody. But um, a lot of men find it also easier to perform when the woman is a little drunk because she's not staring at them. So if they have any performance anxiety, then it's almost like she's uh, she's she's not fully there. So he can't think that she's judging him because kind of she's in her own head being drunk. And so a lot of guys find it easier. And that is actually a part that men don't understand about the wife being more fun in bed when she's drunk. They are more fun in bed too because they're saying things that they wouldn't usually say because they think that she will respond differently and uh, less inhibitedly frequently. And she does because what, that's what alcohol does. It loosens your inhibitions. So you act like a different person. And so what if you like this woman that, and, and I have a whole post about this, if you and your spouse meet when partying. Um, so about people who meet when they're like drinking, using other substances, et cetera, during college or early twenties or what have you. And then they try to settle down and make a life together frequently that is fraught with problems because the difference of um, two people with jobs raising kids is way different than going out getting wasted every night and what that transition is like. But um, a lot of people are in that situation where there was a lot of drinking in their early relationship, and particularly the woman was drunk a lot, and the man looked at it, looked at it as fun, pretty much all upside. I mean, I saw a TikTok where the guy said, getting my wife ready for a night out, and he's like making... 
a towel, like, little bed for her in the bathroom with, like, ginger ale and stuff. Like, basically implying she's going to be up all night puking to the point that she's sleeping on the floor. Now, as a clinical psychologist, this looks, like, really bad, you know? That doesn't look funny. That looks like this woman has a, a binge drinking problem. And you don't have to be an alcoholic that drinks every day to have a diagnosable alcohol use disorder, you know, such as binge drinking. And um, binge drinking is... Um, Hold on, I'll look it up. I need to know. I, I think it's three for women, over three for women, over four for men in a short amount of time. Hold on. Yeah, five or more for men and four or more for women in two hours. And if you're th sitting there saying, hey, that just sounds like a fun night out, that's actually the criteria for um, binge drinking disorder, right? And so you, you, you really want to watch that, especially if you do that more than like, you know, once or twice a year. So, and you can never, of course, drive when, when you're drinking at all. But anyway, I mean, this is not the PSA for don't drink and drive. This is talking about a very specific issue. Um, so anyway, so you, your wife can have an alcohol problem if she has to like make the bed in the bathroom after a night of, of drinking. But... She could also have really good sex with you before that. So you have to think about what you are really um, reinforcing when you're excited about your wife going out drinking, especially if she has said that she is uncomfortable with her drinking. Because then, then basically she has a problem, but because it's good for you, you don't like to think of it as a problem. So, you know, it's the exact dynamic in the movie that I always recommend with Meg Ryan and Andy Garcia, When a Man Loves a Woman. It is an excellent movie and you really want to watch it. Obviously, it's it's exactly relevant for this situation, but uh, on a macro level, it is relevant for all situations of codependency, over-functioning. It's really a good movie for a lot of the things that we discuss. So on this podcast, in my posts, and what have you. So anyway, if your wife is a lot more fun when she drinks, but then the next day she's totally hungover, she's throwing up, or she has to sleep, she can't take care of the kids, guess what? She doesn't like that. You know, it's different when she was in college. It's different after that, you know, before she has children because she has nobody to take care of. But there are no women that I speak to that have a hangover and are just like, oh, yeah, that's fun. My husband takes care of the kids. I mean, like, again, if it's like once or twice a year, if it's the day after a wedding. But, you know, it's if it's something that at all happens, even semi-regularly, it causes a lot of guilt and shame. And particularly if the woman herself had a parent who struggled with alcohol use or depression or anything where the mother had to be in bed um, and or similarly unavailable to the children. No mother wants to be unavailable to her kids because she's sick and she made herself sick. I mean, that's just not a, a thing that you're proud of. So you got to think about it from her perspective. If you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. And then you're really happy that she comes home and she like gives you a blowjob. And then the next day she's completely out of commission and she feels like garbage about herself. Then I don't know, maybe the blowjob's not worth it. Or, or this is a big or, maybe you guys have, have bigger issues in the relationship, you know? If the only time that you have good sex is when she's drunk, there are likely a lot of good, big issues in the relationship. So more avoidant people who are more anxious about ever seeming vulnerable can only kind of let loose when they are, when they're hammered. And so people with avoidant attachment, people who are very anxious, uh, people who are depressed sometimes can feel a lift 
very, very short term, because overall, alcohol is a mood depressant, so it contributes to to worsening depression over time. But um, these women who are more avoidant or more generally anxious, not anxious attachment, so avoidant attachment or generalized anxiety, so always anxious about the kids, safety, work, money, health, germs, whatever, that stops when you're drunk, you stop worrying. And then avoidant attachment women get kind of more flirtatious and fun when um, and like uninhibited and more vulnerable, really. Like it's like the first time you can ever really care for your wife. And that's also a part of it that these men subconsciously like uh, is that the next day they have to take care of her. And that's, you can see that in the Andy Garcia movie that I'm talking to you about, uh, When a Man Loves a Woman. So if if the only time that you ever get to care for your wife is when she's hungover and you really yearn to have a closer, more intimate relationship, she's also more cuddly when she's hungover. So you get the great sex and then you get the cuddly person. What you're forgetting, though, is that there's a large hit to her overall self-esteem every time this happens. And she probably doesn't remember the hot sex. so It doesn't really do anything for her. Um, she's probably not even there. And a lot of women do fake when they're drunk because you can't really feel much. Same as you got whiskey dick, you know, same kind of thing. By the way, and this is just a PSA, a lot of, um, of medications don't really even talk about sexual side effects in women because it's so rare for women to have an orgasm anyway, uh, compared to men. So if you really want to see if there's any sexual side effects as a woman to your medication, look up the sexual side effects to men, because it's the same kind of thing. If he has whiskey dick, you know, from a medication, you're probably going to have, you know, whiskey clit, but nobody talks about that. And I should coin that term, but it's kind of dirty, so I don't want to. But anyway, the point is she doesn't really feel her genitals when it gets to a certain point either, because she's so wasted. Same exact thing as you. So the great sex that you're thinking you had, she may not even remember it. She may not even feel it. If you can only connect emotionally to your wife when she is drinking, that is a relationship problem. And it's also a your wife's emotions problem. And she really needs to be in therapy. And you guys need to be in couples therapy too, because you can't keep her as a drunk all the time. I mean, you know, that's, that's insane. Like you can't be uh, saying, oh yeah, sure. Go out with your girlfriends because you think that you're going to get laid for the first time in three weeks. That is not a healthy relationship. Unfortunately, it's a relationship. A lot of people find themselves in what kind of guys find themselves in relationships with women who have addiction issues. Same kind as the reverse of women who find themselves with men who have addiction issues. You grew up with one parent who had a problem, you know, whether it was addiction, depression, PTSD. There was a parent who had a problem and you took care of them. And now you're in the same situation with your um, partner that struggles with problem uh, drinking or and or true alcoholism, because there are some men listening that are like, but she drinks every day. It's not just on the weekend. She has to have one to two drinks every single night to relax. And then on the weekends, it ramps up to a bottle of wine at least. Yeah, she has an alcohol problem. That's what that is. And if you're listening, you have, you know, the woman, you have an alcohol problem. And if he also has to have a drink every single night, that's also alcohol dependence. Every single night having to do something, this is not uh, a good thing. You know, that indicates that you would be anxious without it. So thus, you are physiologically dependent on it and truly psychologically dependent. So while you may not get the DTs if you stop, 
you're going to be real anxious. You are the person who goes on vacation, has to look where the stores are to buy alcohol or where the bar is because that's the only way that you relax and that's not a good thing. And the reason that you're like that is to twofold as usual, nature and nurture. You likely had a parent that was the same and so, and you have an addictive uh, personality that's genetic plus you're always under stress that you don't deal with on a deeper level and a, uh, and a day-to-day level. So by the way, if you're like, oh yeah, I'm dependent on alcohol, but n- my family wasn't, one question, was anybody a workaholic? Because that's the same thing. That's also an addictive personality. So many guys, especially if they grew up religious, the father didn't touch any alcohol, but he worked like 14 hours a day. That's a workaholic. So you do have an addictive component in your genetic history. So anyway, how can you talk to your wife about this? You know, well, first of all, you probably tend toward brushing things under the rug and codependency. So that would be something for you to work on in your own therapy. If you're like, there's no way that I could bring this up ever. And also, I don't want to bring it up because this is the only time we feel close. Yeah, but what are your kids learning? You know, that mommy's hungover every three weeks, that, you know, mommy and daddy only touch and kiss when she's like out of her mind with a headache because she drinks too much. I mean, it's just, it's bad. You know, the whole thing is bad. You know, it's bad if you're listening this far into the episode. So you bring it up by kind of working on your own ability to be assertive and saying something like, it worries me that we are only intimate when you're drunk slash hungover. And I, I worry about that. I worry about you. And you you act like a totally different person. I worry that you seem kind of miserable the rest of the time. We don't really touch. We don't really connect. I don't know if maybe you're depressed. I don't know if you're unhappy with this relationship. But what I do know is that it, it doesn't feel good, really, when I think about it. It doesn't seem positive that the only time that we really connect is when you're drunk or hungover. And I've been trying to tell myself, always, always, by the way, be honest and vulnerable, because that will make any Any conversation goes so much better if you truly stream of conscious narrate what's in your mind and your vulnerabilities. So if there are any anxieties you have, you say that. I was anxious to bring this up. Uh, Quite honestly, I, I had convinced myself it was a good thing, you know, that every few weeks you cut loose and then we party, you know, but I'm trying to think also about how bad you feel the next day, how it seemed to ramp up in recent years. And how we no longer have the sex or or even the emotional closeness that we used to have in between those episodes. And or you do drink every night. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned that, that it seems to be your only method of stress relief. And now many people will be like, oh, but I do that too. You know, we get wasted every few weeks. And that's the way that we cut loose, basically. And we also both drink every single night. So you're going to end up the couple, you know, where the kids, when they're drawing the picture of mommy and daddy, they draw the wine glass or the beer in the hand because they can't imagine parents without that. And that's not exactly what you want to model for your children is consistent substance use in order to feel um, even neutral to positive about your day. But that has to be something that you come to terms with yourself. And if you saw it growing up, then you know, you know that it's not exactly how you think about it, that, you know, you're a great parent the rest of the time. But then, you know, like you're even more fun when you've had a beer. That's usually not right. Usually you can be irritable. You can be kind of dissociative. You cannot remember really what the kid is saying, not not kind of focus on it, really be in your own world. You know, it's it's not, drinking doesn't make parenting better. So sometimes people try to convince themselves of that. And that's quite related to drinking, making a relationship better. Drinking doesn't make anything better. It's a substance that has a profound, 
profound, um, deleterious effect over time. You know, people need more of it to achieve the desired effect, which is the definition of an addictive substance. And really, it disconnects people. You and your wife, when, when she's wasted, you're not really connecting. You know, you don't know what the hell she's thinking or if she's thinking or what she's feeling or if she's feeling anything. And so this would be a very good podcast. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, it's always a good sign. Don't share it. If somebody's not doesn't want to hear me, I told you this already. <laughs> uh, then I still get emails. Oh, my wife won't listen to your stuff. Don't tell her. Don't show her my stuff. Come up with your own way to talk about it. And I literally gave you a script. So it should be easier this time. Remember, I am concerned about this. I try to brush it under the rug. That's kind of my personality. I know I have to work on it. But I see that really the only time we connect is when you're drunk. I think that we should go to some couples counseling. I think we need to reconnect. I think that the same ways that we connected when we were young aren't working now. That's the Sunday hungover isn't working for our family. I, I, I am concerned about what the children are learning. I know that we both grew up with a drinking parent and I don't want that for the children. And I know that I don't make it any better because I encourage you to go out slash I drink right alongside you slash I, you know, make you a uh, drink. Uh, I buy all the wine for the house slash whatever, whatever the way is that you enable it and or also are suffering from the same thing. And I want to be working on it more directly. All right. So it will be not your favorite conversation, but big shit. You know, you got to do hard things to have a better relationship, particularly if there are children observing your patterns and learning from them. All right. I hope that this was useful for uh, the person who requested it, as well as everybody listening, because it is a very common topic. Please do watch the movie. It's such a good movie. It really uh, movies worth a thousand podcasts in this case. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys. And please do subscribe and sign up for my Facebook group. Bye bye.